this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. I'm Jason Amare. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Amare. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. It is Thursday evening. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and with me is Jen Emerson. How are you, Jen? I'm absolutely fantastic, Luke. Thank you for asking. Tonight on the show, we're going to be able to catch up with two of my favorite guests, Fox and Bones, Scott and Sarah. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Luke. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and you know, uh, I will say, Sarah's not here yet, but if you're listening... We're going to hold down the fort, play a couple tunes. I know you'll be with us soon. Uh, I was kind of crossing my fingers that he was just going to go, and thank you very much, <laughs> He is known for his Sarah impression. <laughs> um, listen, don't get me in trouble before the show's even started, all right? Uh, you guys took off in November to go uh, over to Europe um, and spent a lot of time in Germany and a couple other places. But I want to pick your brain about that. You also brought in some influences of kind of touring bands and road music. But most importantly, in the second hour, we've got all 100% tracks off of the new LP that's due out on February 9th, right? Yes, sir. It's uh, just finished. We'll have it uh, packaged and at our door fairly fairly soon. And something we're really proud of. It's It took took a year to make, and, and we're, we're just darn tootin' excited about it. I've had it for about 48 hours, and it is fantastic. A lot of surprises because I was familiar with other versions of the material. And uh, well done. I can't say enough good things about it. So stick around from 8 to 9 p.m. We're going to be playing those tracks. We're going to kick things off here on the PDX Spotlight playlist. We've got Up Around the Bend here on PRP. Portland Radio Project, PRP.FM. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. We have a special Thursday evening episode because we've had weather in Portland and Fox and Bones was supposed to be here last week, but we had to reschedule. They are here now and we're going to get uh, caught up on the European tour. So uh, Sarah just made it to the studio. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. I think the most important observation that I've made as I walked in is that you and Scott have both been growing out your beards a yeah. bit. Keeping the, <laughs> the winter. That is true. The winter vibe going. Uh, we're beard buddies now. If anybody, uh, <laughs> that is true. Anybody on the message boards has uh, any suggestions on how to, you know, trim it and keep it from looking unkempt because it, it seems at the moment like uh, an old shag rug has <laughs> kind of found its way onto my face and lives here now. So, so best practices, hit us up on yeah, PRP. I need trim, trim tips here on uh, PRP. I don't know, you should ask Luke. His looks pretty good. That's true. Yeah, well, <laughs> got to pay the right barber. Ah. He combs it every day a hundred times. Yeah. Like yeah. Each side. Sheep oil <laughs> and voodoo. Uh, <laughs> Well, I want you two to explain the feeling that you had on November 21st when you arrived in Frankfurt. Were you filled with excitement, fear, anticipation? What, what was going through your mind? Exhaustion. Yeah, jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but in general, it, it was really exciting. And um, we had a really successful house concert at my parents' house a couple nights before. We stayed in Seattle with my sister the night before our flight. And then so we kind of were just relaxing. And um, But we did do... Like a, we were awake for something like 20 hours or something crazy, wow. and uh, we made it till about 5 p.m. German time, and we fell asleep, and it was 
then we woke up at 10 p.m. and we were like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the issue was, I think, you know, if you have something to do, it's easy to stay up. So our whole thing was going to stay up as late as we can, and and then we'll just wake up and be on, you know, be on the time in Europe. And we were starting to look at our tour itinerary, where we're going, uh, how long it's going to take to get there. And we're going through all the dates, and we're excited. We're having a German beer in in the hostel, and then uh, we finished. And then all of a sudden, it just, our energy just went... Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it, it kind of ended up uh, haunting us a little bit throughout the next uh, next few days because right, we'd play around 7 or 8, sure. but around 6 we'd be napping. Oh, so no. it was a wake up and play a show type of type of uh, week for us. Yeah, That's tough pretty... on vocals. Yeah. yeah, it was tough on our circadian rhythms and mm-hmm. vocals and probably on our relationship. It's <laughs> yeah, totally fair. Uh, speaking of relationships, your friend and mine, Michael Nippert, uh, ended up joining you on the road. When, when did he show up? Uh, he got there about a week in. Yeah, okay. and he was there for two weeks, and then we were there. We were uh, we had the last week alone, but um, having him there was amazing. And I'm, as you saw, there's oh. a lot of incredible content that's yeah. still going to come too. You haven't even seen a lot of it, but we were. I mean, our game just like shot through the roof as far as content while he was there. He was also he's a great travel buddy too because oh, yeah. he kept us kind of focused because he'd always be kind of looking at things from. Uh, creative photographer's mindset. So he'd see something be like, we have to go and shoot there, we have to go film there, we have to take pictures there. And and then, you know, we had a lot of long drives, like four or five hour drives, so we'd be up front driving, driving along and he'd kind of have a battle station in the back with the computer up, plugged into the car, and working on videos and working on editing photos and also napping. <laughs> but, <you Fantastic>. know. <laughs> so we felt very, very productive in that. We felt like we kind of all had our little rhythm, our little section, and we, you know, accomplished a lot in those it's never a dull moment. Did he bring all you? of us fought through sickness, uh, like one one right after the other too. That was <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That but. cold time of year too. It's mm-hmm. a lot to battle. Did uh, Michael bring his drone? No, he did not no, bring the drone. I think he regretted bringing it a couple times. I mean, obviously yeah. he was glad he didn't bring it. Sure. I think there's. I know he. I remember him saying a couple times, like, oh, "I wish I had my drone." Well, I think he already just barely squeaked through customs. He had this. <laughs> he'd been using his passport as a, his normal ID for two years, and so it looked, you know, like it went through several washer and dryers, and you know, so he barely, I feel, got in to yeah. to Europe. So I think if he also then had a drone in there, like, <laughs> what's going on here? You got this passport thing. You got this flying drone. Who needs extra questions? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, we're talking about some of your highlights from the road and the winter tour. Uh, of course, in the second hour, we're going to be talking to you about the record. Uh, but Scott, you brought in a song from the Chili Peppers, uh, Road Trippin', very applicable. Oh, yeah. Uh, what does this mean to you as a road song? You know, this just has that nice, good-timey vibe that... that uh, that I think we love to, to feel when we're, when we're on the road. Especially, you know, I think um, looking forward as we're going on a nationwide tour here in, in a few weeks, it's going to be three months long. And, and also back to the European tour, just, you know, it's just about being with your friends on the road and uh, road tripping with your favorite allies. Remember the good times on the road. That's what this song feels like. This is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, an influence brought into us from Fox and Bones. They're going to be with us until 9 p.m. here on Sounds of PDX. Roy Orbison here on PRP. That was Scott Gilmore's pick for an artist that he digs on the road. What what does that one uh, equate to for road memories for you? Well, this was a special one for us because, you know, after getting over our jet lag or really still in the heart of it, you kind of realize you have 
you know, only a few things that we're doing. We're driving to the venues, we're playing the shows, and we're napping, and then we're playing music. And so we were in one of the hotels before a show. We had an extra hour. And so we sat down, and we kind of mashed together Ray LaMontagne and Roy Orbison into a cover song. And then we're like, do we play it tonight? Like, still still wasn't quite there. We're like, yes, of course, that's what we're doing. <laughs> so for the rest of the tour, we had this really neat little uh, mashup between these two artists. that, And it proved to be kind of one of the... I guess, like, coolest songs just because it came together so quickly and, and then, you know, we'd have, by the end of it, we're having people clap along and mm. people were singing and uh, with it and it was kind of a nice, it was a nice show of the ingenuity that's possible when all you're doing is music where normally that may not be an option, you know, but when all you're doing is music, you start to kind of see where just making new songs or putting mashups together, writing new things can have a direct impact on in the night or the evening that you're having. So, like, being able to dedicate yourself 100% to being in in music just starts to breed really, really fun things and it just helps to prop up your craft and... And so we still have that one in our arsenal, and, you know, maybe there'll be more. And Carol's going to love this. I know Carol's listening tonight. She loves you both. Um, she is a huge Elvis fan, and when we were listening to Roy Orbison, hey. <laughs> Sarah said Scott does a Roy Orbison impression, but it sounds more like Elvis. So I'm not going to make you do it. I just think that's a cool tidbit that Carol's going to dig. Yeah, well, well, it was funny because, like, we would play – we started playing the song, like, straight through – and then as time went on and we got more confident and we just got more confident in playing in general and with the audiences and stuff because at first it was a little bit like, ah, we don't know what to say, the language barrier. But after a while we got more comfortable with that and so Scott started adding in this like, you know, Roy <laughs> Overson uh, voice <laughs> and everyone would laugh and like I, it was just like it was definitely like a crowd favorite but it, like people – like would start like getting really excited because they think they thought it was Elvis and we had a couple people say or say Elvis in the crowd and then we came home for our like welcome home show and Michael who had been there for most of this and um, we sang that song and Michael was like Elvis yeah Elvis (laughs) always the good support right yeah 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 (laughs) that's an awesome memory we're listening to we're talking about Tales from the Road with Fox and Bones Uh, in the first hour here we're talking about through the whole show talking about memories but we're listening to examples of, of road bands that they like. Uh, We're going to get back to the playlist here. Um, This is a cool, cool, cool recording live at Hollowed Halls. This is worth uh, with Temptation. I know he's a friend and supporter of yours, and we all love his art. A lot of multiple layers in this track of meaning to you. So why did you send me this one? Well, um, I think well, one worth is just one of our favorites, and his, we just love his art and his music. Uh, but the biggest thing, like, he is kind of one of the trailblazers for this this tour that we've gone on. He's one of the, like, original artists that went over with, with Dominic and Rolla Music, and he, I think he's going to be going back for his fourth European tour coming up here soon. But he's kind of, you know, he went through all the gigs. He, he played at all the spots for when now that we're going over to Europe. I think we have it easier, you know. He played in the dingy bars to work up and to get the better contacts, and I think we're the beneficiaries of of his uh, hard work and, and playing music over in Europe. So just wanted to make sure that that, just give a shout out to our bud. And it's also, this is recorded at Hollowed Halls where you all did your EP. So check yeah. out the sonic quality and the great work that they do over there. So shout out to Justin Phelps as well. We'll be giving uh, him a little bit more props later on. Always. Well, this is Temptation from Worth on Portland Radio Project.
That's Everclear here on Portland Radio Project. And one of my favorite memories with that song is I was out in the Gnome Forest with Scott and Sarah filming our PDX Spotlight episode. And they just started jamming this track. And it was surreal because it actually talks about the West Hills we were standing in. And then you incorporated it into your uh, live performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a shout out to another Portland band, one of the ones that got successful there in the early 2000s or whatever that was. It's kind of a good, it's a pretty timeless song, though. Yeah, definitely. Even the recording doesn't sound dated right now. Yeah, it's, I love that song. So was that on a whim you just started playing that in the woods and brought it into a cover? We may have been working on a little bit before here or there, but I think it's always just been kind of like one of those feel-good tunes. And it's nice to kind of sing together, too, because it feels like we're singing it to each other, you mm. know? Like, it's kind of like, oh, we're, we can do this together type of song, and it's a nice little little anthem. And I think that that's why we keep coming back to it. And, you know, we brought brought that on the road as well. Didn't have the same appeal as the Elvis uh, impersonation, <laughs> but it, it, that's definitely a staple of the of our road songs. Carol was asking for an impression. Again... Maybe if we drink enough. <laughs> Always. <laughs> We're working on it. So Sarah had this um, picture of you in some cafe. I forget what it was, but you were on the laptop, and you'd mentioned something about you know, doing your social media and business because you found Wi-Fi. What were some of the challenges of actually doing the business part of the music business on the road? I, I mean, we definitely had Wi-Fi a lot. Um, and this is something that we are looking into as far as, cause the last time, like you can only do so much when you, when you don't have Wi-Fi, and we were doing a lot of driving. So, you know, some days we'd be driving five, six hours. Like that was probably, four to five hours was probably like our average drive. Um, and so we did a lot of listening to podcasts and stuff, but I know this time around, now that we're gonna be going for three months, um, really trying to find ways that we can get, you know, booking work done on the road. And we haven't really even talked about this, but like possibly getting some kind of car Wi-Fi thing. Like that's a thing now. Yeah. Um, Scott does like some design work. And so he's been, he can do that without Wi-Fi and kind of working on the road. But honestly, most of while we were in Germany, there wasn't a lot for us to be doing, like, except for like a lot, like we did a lot of social media stuff and that we could always kind of do because Scott's, Scott's phone had service. And so we would, you know, I, you know, we'd put up his hotspot and then I would, you know, get on the hotspot and post something real quick or night, you know, Michael would send me photos from the night before and then I'd post them. And so, yeah, that's, I think the extent of what we were doing was just kind of keeping people updated because we found that like all the, you know, I mean, not that people maybe weren't excited about us before, but people got a lot more excited about us when we were on the road. Like we were getting a lot more attention to our... People love it when we leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People definitely love it when we leave, so... I've heard a lot of people say that the best way to become famous in Portland is to leave. Yeah, Go on tour seems, and then come back, yeah. That seems accurate, so... So how did you deal with the time change when you were doing social media? I mean, there's got to be some lag... Yeah, that was kind of annoying because we'd be really excited. We'd like want to post something right away. And we're like, it's midnight or like <laughs> two in the morning. And so we did a lot of scheduling posts or, you know, like sure. writing them out and then like pressing send, you know, when it was like 6 p.m. so that people would get it here when they woke up. And yeah. it definitely was a lot to think about. And there's a couple of times that we just like, I, I think I personally was just like, I just want to post it now. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun to follow. The Facebook feed was great. Instagram was, was great. You had some crazy weird pictures near the end of the tour. Yeah, well. like Sarah's face inside of Scott's phone. Oh yeah, so so that creepy. That started. We were at um, this. So Christmas markets were like our favorite thing when we were there, and we would get glue. You know, you can walk around and drink. So we'd get glue vine, and we'd go on the Ferris wheel, and we'd, you know. 
Glue vine. Make fools of, out of ourselves. It's a hot mold wine. Yes. Amazing. No, I, I'm familiar with glue vine. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there was this one day that Scott had made this crazy face in one of the photos. And so um, our friend Shelsey that was there like zoomed in on the photo and put it in front of Scott's face while Michael took a picture. And so then, and it turned out so hilarious <laughs> that we decided later on to like all do it with each other's faces on our with, on the phone in front of our faces, and so that was pretty funny. It was the most like profile picture I've ever put up on my personal page. <laughs> and you, it would have been serendipitous had you been on the show last week because that Tuesday night was your all's one-year anniversary of getting together and riding warm, right? Was that um, the first That was song? actually the first day we met. Oh my gosh. Our anniversary of when we met. And actually, we're probably coming close to the anniversary of Warm because the anniversary of Bones was on Saturday. Oh, wow. And Bones was the first song. And Warm came very closely after that. How cool. So we're, we're probably, this weekend is probably the one year anniversary of, Bone, or of Warm. It does, it, it's weird that it's a year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, we've crammed a lot into a year. And it, like in some ways, you know, it feels like a lot longer, like considering everything that we've done, like both personally in our relationship and professionally and like all the things we've done, it's, it seems like a lot longer. But at the same time, it went by really, really fast. Um, we, uh, Scott and I were talking before the show about artists who are doing kind of creative things and have uh, nice takes on, on modern music while blending the old stuff. Um, but Iron Sky is a track by the artist... Paolo Nutini. Paolo Nutini. And I hadn't heard this song before, and it kind of goes from zero to ten. Oh, yeah. And it's like six minutes. It's a beautiful piece. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it has a little Charlie Chaplin in it, speech in it. And it's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, there's a live video of it, and I, I think that's where this recording is, is drawn from. But I right. suggest, uh, if you have a chance, uh, after listening to the song, to go and check it out, because they're recording it live. Like, they have this phenomenon of musicians. It has this, like, soul feel, but also this soul message. And so it kind of hits hits both sides of that. And it just, you know, the whole album, it's from an album called Caustic Love, which I believe came out in 2014 or 2015. And I've always appreciated his voice, and the songwriting has been, has been there as well. But on this album, it really, like, gels in a special way like one maybe one of one of my favorite albums of the last like decade so wow. so give this song a listen and uh and then check out the rest of the album screaming endorsement from scott gilmore <laughs> uh stick around we've got fox and bones until 9 p.m at 8 p.m we've got brand new music from their upcoming lp so stick around You're listening to Portland Radio Project. This is Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal, here with my co-host, Jen Emerson, and we're talking to Fox and Bones. That was Take It Easy, a selection brought in to me by Sarah Vitort. And originally in the day, she sent me a government mule track, and I love government mule, but it was a little long. So thank you for bringing this one in. What does Take It Easy mean to you? It's like the perfect road song. It really is. And it was... I. God, I've loved this song for so long. I really feel like the Eagles were probably one of my earlier influences, um, especially with like my earlier music, solo music and stuff. Um, and so I was listening to a lot of the Eagles, but this is the first Eagles song that I ever heard. And uh, I had this, I think I've probably mentioned this to you on the show before at some point or another, but when I was working in my corporate job, I had this playlist called like 
want to get away or something like that. And it was all songs about like leaving and getting on the road and traveling and stuff. And so I kind of had this like compiled list of songs that like, okay, when I listened to them, I was like, okay, like that's why I'm doing this job because I'm eventually going to travel <laughs> and this is my long-term goal. And so this song was it, like a no brainer That's awesome. on there. It's, um, Although I'm embarrassed to say that I think the first time I ever heard this song was actually the Travis Tritt version, which was on like country radio for a while when I was younger. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I'm not even like that cool. There is but. a bronze <laughs> statue on that corner in Winslow, Arizona. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that, that you're like, this is like, they require this in education in, <laughs> yeah. in Arizona. It's Arizona's um, required history well, to learn the fun, Eagles. Fun fact, too, I, I believe this was originally a Jackson Brown song. Oh, I did not know well, that. My friend uh, Gail from Oklahoma, uh, when I was in college, I was working at a pharmacy, and she worked there. This was one of her favorite songs. And uh, she said that when she traveled to Winslow, Arizona, uh, that she actually did see a girl in a flatbed Ford. And, you know. yeah. Oh, my God. That's wild. <laughs> I think the town hires that girl just to drive around yes. to have that nostalgic <laughs> moment with visitors. I think it's also it's a testament to you know how a good song can transcend genres and can be kind of passed down from from person to person. Totally. That's kind of what we're all we're all after in a way is just writing good good music. Something that can kind of keep on. It's a timeless track, yeah. that's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I uh we were talking on Tuesday night during the show with um Matt Greco and Luke mentioned specifically the sponsorship you got from Breedlove, and so I'd like to hear more, and I'm sure our listeners would as well, to hear about how you get your sponsorships and kind of what that relationship is like. Um, uh, absolutely. You know, I think um, I'd like for it to be a very technical thing, but I think it really just comes down to, you know, bugging people in one form or, the, or, or another. Like, I, I purchased, originally purchased my Breedlove guitar from uh, the music shop at the Hollowed Halls that Justin... Uh, Justin Phelps had been working with, and you know I loved it. I loved it. It actually, someone had ordered it and then kind of um, went back on the order, and they still had the guitar, and so I was able to be like, oh, I love this. I want it's Myrtle wood on the side, which is nice, uh, like baby butt smooth wood. And technical I, term, folks. Yes, technical. <laughs> and I absolutely love the guitar, and I wanted to support the company. I wanted to work with them. We were had yet to leave for Europe. We kind of had this album in the works. We had a nationwide tour in the works. And so I kind of sent an email out to their uh, artist relations, and they said, fill out this form, do this. Sent it out. Didn't hear back for a while. I was like, all right, I'll reach out again, you know, and just, like, uh, just kept kind of reaching out, like not in a, hopefully not in a needy way, like, please, please, but more (laughs) just like, this is what we're doing. We want to be a brand ambassador for you. We're going to be going all over the world and playing your guitar, and I'm going to be telling everyone about it anyway. You know, might as well have it not be behind your backs, you know. Let's right. do this as a team. So, <laughs> nice. so uh, eventually, you know, they, they responded and said, we'd love to have you, and, and it's kind of been a nice nice little match since, you know. And Baby Butt would only, that's that tree only grows in Tillamook Forest, is that correct? So, yes. The baby Butt tree only the grows in <laughs> Yeah, so that, you know, it's specific to the Northwest. I think that's, you know, Breed Love makes very... Um, unique guitars and it's that's kind of something you want as a musician is to have yeah. something that's very like a signature like a very um i don't know just a rare feeling something that you know you feel like you're working together with them so oh, yeah you know i, lo- I love them and and i'm gonna, and i love the guitar writing songs on the guitar and playing it and what about your other partnership with uh, the accessory company yeah we have a couple of those. yeah um the first one actually this is what kind of got us started on the sponsorship train 
um, I just got this like idea because I was wearing a spirit hood in the warm video. And so I was just like, I'm just going to send them an email and should just show them the video. I didn't actually even ask for anything. I was just like, Hey, I just wanted you guys to know that I thought you might be interested in this. They messaged back and they were like, Oh, we love it. Like we'd love to sponsor you guys. They sent us some free stuff and, um, you know, they've, they promoted some of our photos and stuff on social media. Um, so that again was just an asking thing. Um, critter clips was another one. I had bought the critter clips, um, from a costume store and absolutely loved them. And so we reached out and basically just we're, like we're going to be, you know, I mean, they're a small, even a smaller company out of San Francisco. And we're like, we're going to be all over the world. We're going to be in the festival circuit this summer. Like this is the perfect way, you know? And so even better than with spirit hoods, it was like, we can actually sell these yeah. and they, you know, gave us a nice little wholesale discount. And, um, so, you know, secrets of the trade right there, but that was kind of like how that all came to be. Um, and those critter copes have been like a huge, I feel like that's like kind of what sets our merch apart. Cause you know, everyone has CDs and shirts and, you know, but we've got these, these ears now and you know it's just a fun extra thing to be able to sell and and then to be able to promote this company who's making some really cool stuff and it's eye-catching too because like you said it's a different type of merch totally so as a performer you've got things like that you know you're wearing a spirit hood to emphasize you know the fox and bones thing you've got a beautiful guitar from breed love there's only so much you can do as an artist to create an environment but it always helps when you have an amazing venue. Uh, you noted on on a line you played a venue with AVEC. How do you say that artist's Avec. name? Avec. Yeah. And this venue you played at looked like this underground, almost catacomb without the skulls, gorgeous place. I can't pronounce it, but it's uh, Musk Culture Club? Music Culture Club. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they smell music with a K over there. Oh, so it's in, in German. Okay. That was one of our favorite venues, actually, um, just because, I mean, it was it – was, Truly, truly professional. And um, this band of Eck, they're signed in Austria. And they, I mean, we we were out in Austria playing other shows and we would see them on magazine covers. I mean, they were, you know, they had, that was the last show of a 50 show tour through Europe. So, and this venue was like literally in the middle of nowhere, like so much so that like we're driving we're like, are we in the right place? There's this like creepy old lady looking out this window and we're like, oh, this is something out of mud everywhere. It was like, (laughs) yeah, horror movie. And we get there and it's like just like beautifully lit and like all brick and everyone that works there is volunteers. So they, you know, put all, put most of the music or the money back into the music. Um, they ended up paying us more because there was such a good turnout at the show. I mean, it was standing room only. How cool. Uh, and they had this a whole green room for us. The other band was so nice and, you know, gave us their label contacts and all these different things. And we sold a lot of merch that night. And so, yeah, it was a really, really, really good show. And then how hotel we stayed in had like a spa, a free spa that you could just go use. And That's I was like, rough. this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it kind of demonstrates, too, like you can a lot of times feel what's at the center of a place. Like what's what makes this place tick? And you know, as a musician going to a lot of different spots, you can see, if, is this a place where it's about kind of like the profit, the, you know, the we, we're doing this to make a profit, which is, you know, which is a lot of places. But there's a there's there was a heart to it that had, you know, the mu- music in mind. And you feel that as a musician when you get there. Because yeah. I, know, I, I know we're all, like, venues, musicians, all of it. Are, we're trying to kind of find our way to, like, make a living out of this. But it's how, you know, what's the main focus? Like, are, are, is music the main focus and everything springs from that? Or is profit the main focus and music is the thing that, that drives it? And mm-hmm. you can, you're, I think the more and more that we play, the more we're finding, like, 
you know, you, that you can sense. Like, what's at the bottom of this place that we're at now? What kind of show is this going to be? Like, and then, and there's another thing that was just really fantastic as well is that, you know, they they came and everyone sat down and it was a, it was a full place and it was silent and we played and oh my especially gosh. for a little a, you know a folk duo that's we're not we're not loud we're not you know we don't have the like full band behind us and to have people sit and listen was felt it felt it felt nice. You'd mentioned something about your post on that I recall like the the heart of the place permeates through the people yeah. and the walls. And man, those pictures were so cool. That was one of the venues. I was like, man, I really want to be there right now. And we didn't even have Michael Nipper at that point. That was uh, me taking photos. Well done. <laughs> well. So again, it's uh, the artist's name is Avec. Mm-hmm. And this is, oh boy, uh, it's a band that played with Fox and Bones while they were on tour. We're talking to them. Stick around in the second hour. We've got all original music from them here on PRP. Wildflowers by Tom Petty. Sarah Vitort of Fox and Bones brought that into us. What a beautiful song. That's another timeless song. Like Scott was saying before the break, I think that's a lot of these songs are timeless and that's why they're roadworthy. Totally. That song is so good. It's he should of, do a whole folk oh, album. Yeah. It's one of my favorites of all time. And it turns out it's all, you know, one of Scott's favorites too. We've been playing it a little bit at shows and so we kind of bonded over that over that song. It's one of those Tom Petty songs that like not everyone knows too. But we had um, one of my parents had that album when I was growing up, so I remember hearing it. And I don't know, it's just always stuck with me. It's like a best best of in a way. It feels like everything on Wildflowers is kind of like kind of feels like a Tom Petty greatest hits album. Yeah, like all in one. It's a perfect record. Yeah, it's really rare that you get kind of that where you can. It sounds like a best of, but it's just one creation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful when you can find that. I've really been enjoying hearing your stories of when you were on tour, but could you tell us what didn't make social media? Do you have any <laughs> crazy stories that you'd like to share? I've got one of my favorite stories that Scott's like sometimes like iffy about me telling, but it's become one of the quintessential <laughs> quintessential tour stories at this point. Does it involve an Elvis? Uh, no, no. This was much earlier on in the trip. <laughs> the first night that we played, we were in Dusseldorf, and we had spent a day kind of acclimating in Frankfurt. Um, and where we stayed in Frankfurt was right in the middle of the red light district, which so then, you know, we're, we didn't really know like what that meant necessarily. And so we looked up. <laughs> What exactly, you know, because I'm like, oh, these look like maybe like they're whorehouses, but I don't know. That's it turns out that's that is exactly what it is. <laughs> so we were in Dusseldorf and we we found over time that we were like eventually able to communicate with the audiences and Austrian audiences were a little easier than German audiences and different things. But um, at first, like, you know, Scott, Scott and I's like go to things just to kind of say silly things or say, you know, kind of push the boundaries and make people laugh. And so the first, our very first show, um, Scott was like, so a uh, thing that we learned while we were in Frankfurt yesterday is that prostitution is legal in Frankfurt. And everyone just like kind of like doesn't say anything. It's silence, just so, complete, complete, silence. complete silence. So then he tries to save it by being like, by being like, I didn't partake though. And then also silence, complete silence. And like we're just like, oh, uh, okay. Well, that's our normal thing. Isn't funny here, so we maybe we, sarcasm didn't fly. Prostitution jokes out of it. Well, I learned after many grueling times because I didn't learn it right away. I was like, I'm gonna keep trying. And I learned after many, many like silent jokes that you know, you just instead of saying things that require call and response. 
response, which is a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, music and shows in the U.S., that's it. It's like, how are you doing? Everyone's like, we're doing great. Whatever <laughs> it is, uh, over there is like, we got to cut all that crap out. No more of that stuff. Interesting. And just kind of, you know, if you're going to say something, you know, say it and then play the song. And we also had a little bit of, uh, we've, we developed a little bit of kind of like a cheat code where we ask, you know, all right, we've, we've had a lot of different audiences. We've found that there's two different kinds. One that uh, wants us to tell some stories and chat, and the other one just wants us to shut up and play music. And what kind are you? And that way, if it was completely silent, we could kind of go, gotcha, and we just play, <laughs> and that usually would, like, bring them out of their shell. And then if someone said something, then, you know, then we, all right, we got it. So I think it was just... Asking or communicating in ways where, where silence is accept is acceptable. It's not like, oh, you didn't respond. We're doing bad. It's like, <laughs> okay, we have you know we have ways out. I'm, I stopped digging myself holes. It's like, all right, let's just stop with digging myself holes. Not talk about prostitution. We'll be all good. It's usually a golden rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you never, you just never know. <laughs> and that's what a live show is about. It's about connecting with the art that you've created, and and you've done so. Um, you know, in stripped down versions compared to what's on uh, the LP, which we're going to be diving into right now. Um, I just wanted to start off. Not all the songs that we have are are in order from the LP, but I wanted to start with um, intro because it makes sense. Obviously, it's the intro. Um, But I wanted to ask you first off about the horn section. Who is in that? Um, And then I've got a secondary question for that tune. So our our horn section was John Kim and Morgan Quinn. And I think through the process of recording this album, like one, Morgan is an absolute shredder, and we love love everything he does on saxophone. He plays in Just People as well. But I think I've fallen in love with horns on on a record. Like the horn and saxophone combo adds such like a gentle but still powerful uh, twist to things. And it just gives it, it gives us this little boost that really, you know, it, it kind of harkens back to like old, old soul of the past. Like it has this very gentle but very fulfilling sound. And like, I just kind of, I think I need to have some sort of horn on all all songs from here on out, just like an all horn clause. It works great with folk. I remember in the late 90s till about three or four years ago, Ani DeFranco had a horn section with her for a long time, and it took her old folk tunes to a whole new level. So when I'm hearing these recordings come through, it was exactly that. Like I've always pictured Fox and Bones, and I've been fortunate enough to to see the inception and, and you both and this project grow. So to me, your tunes have always been like a really well-drawn picture that's just simple and beautiful and you can enjoy it for what it is. Then when I heard the LP, I'm like, oh, they've added a bunch of beautiful colors to this. It didn't take away. It still tells the same story, but it really surprised me how, how much color it added to the tunes. Well, definitely, and we had a lot of amazing musicians come in and put their time and their their kind of years of, of, of dedication to their craft into it. Uh, this this intro song too, like the album, it's a conceptual album, so it has a story, and we follow it through, and so that's why this next song coming up, the intro song, kind of introduces the band, introduces the you know the scene, it sets the scene for for what's to come, like what these the the title you know, the title of the whole album, the remarkable adventures of. Uh, kind of fits within that conceptual idea. You had a lyric too. You said, uh, it, it, and I'm paraphrasing something about a, a dream I had long ago and that feeling you have. And dreams are really important to me. I'm a vivid dreamer. I used to take, uh, you know, dream journals and all that stuff. So when I heard that, it's like such a beauty. It re- really resonated with me. You know, it's funny because Scott wrote that line, but like full disclosure, I don't even think I've told you this this anecdote I've always been a very vivid dreamer and when my dreams are especially vivid every once in a while like I don't know once a month to a couple times a year I'll have like dreams that have that stay with me forever Mm. and I 
tend to analyze them and they're usually like because something really big is happening. But when I was younger, like early 20s, I had like a just string of just like horrible relationships and I was kind of like really floundering in my life, like didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was I had this dream one night that I was I it was like I met this like faceless man but like the energy of it in the dream like I knew that he was like my soulmate Hmm. and I woke up crying and I like wanted to go back to sleep because it was like so like I woke up and I was like it's all gonna be fine like this person exists like I truly like truly felt and you know whatever you believe in or like think things mean to you like I've never had a more meaningful dream in my entire Hmm. life and so when Scott wrote that lyric, it kind of like brought me back to that because that kind of was true. Like it was, you know, and you know, when I met Scott and we started writing together and started spending more time together, like it was very clear that like I, I recognized his energy and I, you know, he was a familiar, familiar soul to me. So, um, yeah, it, it had, a, but that's, what's been cool about all of this music is that we've written it just kind of like letting the words flow through and then realizing that there always has been some deeper meaning or it's become true or it's mm. like in different ways when he writes lyrics I'm like oh I resonate with that in this different way or some you know I don't know it's just we I think the more we channel what's like coming through and just let it like let it flow when we're writing it's amazing what what that like kind of turns into yeah the inception of your songs is still very much there you can really feel like the beginnings and that inspiration uh well we're going to start you off this is the beginning of the lp this is the intro track off of the debut lp from fox and bones which is available on february 9th they've got a show at alberta street pub uh so it's basically a tour launch and an album release uh so uh sarah couldn't have said it better i'm so glad that you told that story this again resonated with me this is intro by fox and bones here on sounds of pdx he was a boxcar child yeah he lived his life by the train she was a prom queen, did the wrong things, lit her up, leaving marks upon her veins. The time that they met, they were ready to admit that the past was a madman's dream. A madman's dream. Oh. He was a little tough to love with a heart and heart of gold. She found strength and remembering the pain of the time that she lost control. And as a fire dim, they began to comprehend that the world was theirs to mold. Theirs to mold. And he says, This feels like a dream I had long ago. She turns to him and says, Told they'd never know And all the wrong breaks But all the right kind of soul They made friends with their demons long ago Living an American dream of them They were fox and Just like glitter and honey Got her second every 
from the rooftop of the new spot that they hid, they look back on these days. With a fondness that you don't get when you miss all the trouble and pain. She says, this
just heard here off of the brand new record the debut lp from fox and bones called the remarkable adventures of fox and bones uh was that will kinky on the slide guitar there yeah that was will kinky came in for a for a number of these songs uh put down a little slide track here there and it's nice because will will and and justin phelps have a really a really nice uh kind of uh, working relationship, and so you know they kind of get the best out of each other, and and so Will would come in, and really, it's it's you know we'd put down very uh, unique like unique parts, like parts that let, that can pad the song, but also have like these very like there's some sparkle in there. Yeah, and it adds something to it because especially you know we have uh, very acoustic songs for the most part. Like we added some little things here and there on a lot of this record, but very acoustic songs. And to have something there that just kind of gives it like a pillow, but also these little little things, little ear candy that you can kind of pick up on. And, and Will, Will is uh, particularly good at, at putting those little backdrops in there. Folks, they're going to be playing at Alberta Street Pub on Thursday, February 9th with Larissa Birdseye. Uh, she's going to be on the show here in uh, in April. I'll have her on. And she's a great songwriter, too. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Stuff is coming out of that one. She's been real, real political. And I appreciate that because I haven't had that stroke of like channeling what's going on in the world into my music yet but she was she was one of the people that like right away was like okay like no more anger about ex-boyfriends now it's anger about donald trump and i was like <laughs> you go girl yeah last couple of weeks her facebook feed has has been interesting that's for sure she's writing a ton of material she's um, doing a lot yeah we're not listening to your lp in order uh before i go back into this um someone on the talk board said love me some fox and bones and in the parentheses <laughs> scott's mom of course <laughs> <laughs> shout out to ed and yeah. Back at back at home, uh, we'll be seeing them very shortly. We're on this uh, tour. We're doing. Uh, we're focusing a lot on house shows and a lot on kind of reconnecting to friends and family. And so we're doing uh, a full on uh, homecoming at my childhood house on uh, Starflower Drive and playing in the living room I grew up playing piano and crashing around and breaking you, you dishes and all that. You probably peed on that floor. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Odds are. 
Odds are, I could uh, I could guarantee you that. <laughs> just something something to think about. And that was just Christmas last Starflower. year. <laughs> Starflower Drive, though, sounds like a great name for a track. Oh yeah, or a record. It was great. Yeah, it's great. We, I could never be in a gang because that. I'm like, what street you represent? Starflower. <laughs> uh, and also shout out to my buddy Travis Sherman. We're going to be playing a little show at his house in Oakland as well. If he's listening, shout out. Right Sarah, on. you have a birthday to shout out, right? Oh yeah, I was going to say a joke, but then Scott ran right over it. Oh. <laughs> Dang didn't it. give me my time to put it in there. <laughs> hey, it's um, business time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, we're shouting out parents. Of course, I have to shout out my parents, Anna and Jerry Vitort. They've been amazing support. And um, they're our longtime family friend, Garrett Swearingen, has a birthday today. And he's been a, he's just a music supporter all around. And he's been supporting, you know, my family in every way possible. But he loves Box and Bones as well. And he's been, you know, a huge, huge influence in you know my music life so happy birthday garrett very nice shout out thanks sarah that's awesome hello uh, shout outs again it's not in order but i i wanted to get to this song because i kind of like where it's sitting in the playlist here it's got some trippy guitar is that will again on this oh i'm sorry depends uh, what song it is the heist yeah i should tell you um so will's playing like this ambient trippy guitar and i had to make note i love the organic like clapping and percussion. Mm. It adds something really, really nice to it. Uh, we've got a couple more tracks here. So this is The Heist by Fox and Bones here on Sounds of PDX. We've been digging around These damn dirty streets Running in circles with the food to stay out of reach. Even the dirtiest dogs, them dogs, they gotta eat. They say to get down, we'll no longer stay down. Grab your mask and bear you wanna get 
That's a song named after Scott Gilmore, I believe. That's a song called Bones. <laughs> and uh, you told me during the break there that Yoko Silk played that gorgeous cello bit. Yeah, absolutely. Man, yeah. that really took me by surprise. I was telling you, White Eagle, your EP release was fantastic. You played this on keys, right? Yes. Is it weird to bring in these instruments you're not? Because I'm assuming neither of you are cellists, right? Not yet. <laughs> so how's it to be like, oh, I right. like that spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember how someday. No, but like, so you've got this song... Is it weird to kind of release this and give it to Yoko and say, okay, this is your bit now, and then sit there in the studio and or get a recording back? I mean, how does it work from a creative process? Well, uh, you know, the atmosphere that Justin Phelps sets up at, at Hall Halls is, is so conducive to uh, experimentation and to creativity and to getting the best out of musicians. He's, you know, he's a pro. Like, he's been doing it for over 30 years. He knows how to get the best out of musicians. So a lot of it is, especially I had a lot of people, just people come in, uh, Peter Marcotte and Taji and Alex Green, Steve Amon and Morgan Quinn, and... Um, Bringing them in, knowing that these musicians are pros, they know what they're doing, they are talented, and having like there'll be ideas, like we'll be listening in as they're playing, and there'll be like there'll be a little phrase that'll be like bing, like that, like let's get that phrase in there. Uh, but most of it is like trusting in the people you bring in, trust, trusting in Yoko, trusting in everyone that came in. Isaac Thielen from Ram Monk came in a little bit and mm. um, played some violin on a track, and just trusting in the people that that you're working with to to come in and play, do what they do best, which is which is play music. And Especially in yours, because Justin's productions are very sonically true, I would say. Mm -hmm. So in his atmosphere, you've got to have musicians that are on point, because he doesn't do a lot of masking. Well, absolutely, and that's, I think, a big thing about this project, is bringing, like, real music, like, having it be a real thing. Like, it doesn't need to sound uh, like a completely quiet thing. Like, there's, I feel that there's rustling, there's, there's the music being played, there's the whole feel of it being a real creation by humans. Like, we're not, I think there's, you know, a lot, especially in these days, there's a lot of very pitch perfect um, music for robots going around where it's like everything's like exactly on time and exactly this and it loses a little bit of the humanity. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things that, that I love about music is that it's a human thing. It's creating, like people are creating it. Mm -hmm. And that's what recording, that's what records are. It's a record of that time and that place, exactly. And so you bring musicians in, you let them kind of feel their their soul, their their music, their passion, and you know then you find what works, and you find and then you go in the direction that the ideas take you, and that the feeling takes you, and you know especially like you know Peter Marcotte comes in and like everything he does is is golden, so he just He's comes so in good. and puts down. So that in that situation, like you know you just have him go you're like here's the track, and he just plays over, plays a couple passes, and it's like. You know what? What are you going to tell him to do differently? Yeah. What else? Do <laughs> it's you like need? she's like that's great. We'll we'll have it all. Just <laughs> layer it up. Five layers. So on the ninth, are you having any auxiliary players joining you? No. I know it's of. a duo show. Verbose <laughs> <laughs> as always. We uh, we hopefully at some point will. In fact, um, we've been teasing the idea of doing a vinyl release in the summer and maybe having a little bit more of a show with all these people. You know, so that might be that it may be something that we do in the future. And we are definitely interested in bringing other players on the road with us and stuff. But we're kind of just trying to figure out how that looks now. Uh, so turning back to the PDX Spotlight playlist, we've had some users on the talk board um, saying love the new songs. Very soulful. Carol says they're amazing with a capital A dash amazing like Spider-Man. So well done, <laughs> Carol. Uh, this next song is one that's evolved also, too. I heard Gravity um 
I guess, pretty early on, you know, at your shows and, and as the EP was coming out. Um, is this Will again on, uh, on this track? Mm-hmm. Some nice ambient slide work. What does this song mean to you guys? Um, gravity, uh, well, for me personally, it, like, gravity was really like a test in just like believing in my songwriting ability because I wasn't ever going to do anything with the song. <laughs> like I was, I wrote it and I was like, I think I like this, but like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to do with it and I don't know where it fits. And like, it just took a kind of late night and I just was kind of like on a whim, like, oh, maybe I'll show you this song that I wrote. And you know, now it's, it's you know, a song that's kind of stood out as a single and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was a good, it was probably one of the moments for me in Fox and Bones anyway, you know, cause Scott's got so much more experience songwriting than me. And, you know, at times that can be intimidating. And so I think that was kind of like my moment of just being like, Hey, no, like I, you know, I'm here too. And I'm, I'm in it and I'm, you know, I've, I've got the chops to be where I am. And so I just got to like trust what's coming through and trust that these songs that I'm writing could pos- you know, could potentially be something. So did you have that lead in acoustic? like riff that plays during the verses Scott definitely like like built that out I had chords and I had like a general um rhythm but like Scott definitely was you know enhanced it and made it sound a little bit more um when I write songs they don't they just sound kind of like a little jumbled maybe in that way I I don't have the guitar chops to like really do that and so yeah it definitely that's not true I've seen you play guitar (laughs) (laughs) always humble yeah always humble Uh, this is a really great song this is another one off of the brand new LP from Fox and Bones this is the remarkable adventures of Fox and Bones the track is called Gravity stick around we've got them until 9pm here on Sounds of PDX Searching 
Chances from Fox and Bones. Brand new stuff, brand new recordings out of the hollowed halls. That is off of the brand new LP, The Remarkable Adventures of Fox and Bones, available. We've been saying it two weeks from tonight. Uh, that's February 9th at the Alberta Street Pub. And we were saying during the break there, I really love the fiddle on that or violin, whatever you'd like to call it. It is really tasteful and, and it brings a tear to Sarah's eye. <laughs> so the rumor goes. Yeah, I was just kind of mentioning that that song came together last minute we've been playing it live for a long time but um you know we were trying to figure out how to make it work as a recorded song and you know initially like scott puts the guitar down and i did the vocals and then um 
Scott surprised me with having the violin added. I, I kind of thought it was just going to be a... Because it works straightforward, too. It, works, it does. But that violin added something, like, such a special thing. And it was New Year's weekend, and he played it for us the first time. And I, like, ever since, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> uh, it just, I mean, the violin, like, it tells its own story in a way. And it really brings, like, the emotion out of that song in, like, the most simple way possible. Yeah. It's just, to me, like, you know, probably one of the more underrated, like, points in this album of just like this is probably the simplest song and yet like that it, it gets me the most out of all of them and it's got a playful melody that i've always really loved even though the the uh lyrical content may not match it all the time which is a beautiful juxtaposition but it's such a in the post choruses i love that melody a shout out to isaac thielen who came in and really knocked that out of the park in 40 minutes or so uh, my other project, Just People, uh, played with his project, Rare Monk, back in Eugene days, 10, 10 or so years ago. And so uh, called him up, like, short notice, like, the night before. Oh, like, wow. We're recording tomorrow. Can you do it? And, you know, out of just hoping it would all work out, we're supposed to be mixing that day. And he was able to. He came in and just, just did it. He's a pro. And knocked it out. Speaking of pros, Peter Mercott has a blues tone on uh, Lay You Down <laughs> yeah. that is just crazy beautiful. Yeah. What, did, what was he using? Uh he he has a his whole mind. Yeah, his mind powers. <laughs> uh, Peter has a pretty developed uh, pedal board. I know. Um, I don't want to give away his trade secrets. Yeah. He's just using his uh, his just sheer will and power. <laughs> no, I know he has a tone bone on there and just years and years of dedication and and just you know he's been a student of musicians since I met him. Like he was already the day I met him, he was already a better guitar player than I would was ever going to be. And he's only gotten <laughs> he's only gotten better. And so you know if you. Uh, Want some lessons from Peter Marcotte? Hit him up. M-A-R-C-O-T-T. <laughs> we'll, we'll put his personal phone number on the top board. <laughs> no. His address. <laughs> You'd like to send him some pies or something? His security number if you want to steal his identity. <laughs> well, again, you've been uh, enjoying tracks from the brand new Fox and Bones LP that's available here in a couple weeks, February 9th at Alberta Street Pub. Right now we've got Lay You Down. Stick around more with them until 9 p.m.
Traveling down the road So long they didn't know Which way was home She talked about her mother Did she cry when she discovered A girl was gone Having no family to speak of He solemnly drove eastward Through the storm They were Together, Ooh. they were. They were together. 
Through the wild and rugged wilderness They pillaged for their own begotten souls Accepting gifts from strangers Or taking them by force if it arose The days they did not eat It grew easier to make peace with what they stole They were warned They were together They were warm They were together is warm by my special guest Fox and Bones and was the very first song I had heard from them. I had Sarah Vitort on the show here and she was talking about her collaboration with Scott Gilmore and then they released the beautiful video shot by Michael Nippert and the rest is history, yeah? Yeah. It's kind of how it started. It definitely, yeah, it definitely is. And this, you know, this video is, has been around since pretty much our, our beginnings and it's kind of what opened the door for Europe and it opened the door for, you know, this nationwide tour and so... You can't I can never forget where where things started, and so we we appreciate it. And Michael's simple simple vision, just you know, just make it so simple that there's nowhere else to look. And so that's kind of the something that's been a guiding force of this project is just let's keep it simple, do what feels right, do make real music, and let's not overcomplicate things. And it's led us in the right direction so far. Well, we've heard most of the LP. There's a couple songs I didn't get to play tonight just for time reasons. Uh, we have all three texts to win. Is that right, Jen? Did we have... Oh, yeah. We're sewn up. Yeah. <laughs> so so all the uh, goodies have been given away. Um, so now your only chance is to pre-order this thing right now. How can they do that? Well, you can uh, visit us at foxandbones.com, and that's a requent, recent acquisition. We were at foxandbonesmusic.com. We still are, but now we are foxandbones.com. And uh, you know, pre-order makes the world go round. So you know we're we're uh, putting all our hearts, all our souls into this music. So if you want to get a get an early copy of the album, we'll send it out and sign it right when we get it in from the presses. Awesome. Uh, you can find that at foxandbones.com, and you know follow us on all the normal things: the Facebooks, the Twitters, the YouTube. So we're out there. 
And I'll make sure that they, uh, for all three of our winners, we'll make sure we get those LPs signed as well on the 9th for Definitely. them. Definitely. Absolutely. And another quick plug, too. Um, we did release a couple of videos while we were in Europe. So if you want to see some of the amazing scenery capsulated in, by M Michael Nipper in a video, we did release a video for Bones. And we also released kind of like a behind-the-scenes tour video. Those are both on our YouTube channel. Make sure you type in, like, Fox and Bones Warm. That'll make you find our page or else you'll get Bones on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that information. And as always, thanks for being here. The record's phenomenal. I've been enjoying it for the last couple of days. Can't wait to get my hands on the uh, the legit copy with your signatures on it. Make it official. Uh, Jen, would you like to give them any shout outs or say hello to anybody before we send them off? I don't know if any of my friends or family are listening tonight, but I, I love them all. <laughs> we feel the same way not to leave anyone out that's good yeah. there you go, uh, Scott, Sarah any hellos or shout outs you'd like to give just thanks again Luke for always having us on and being mm -hmm. willing to play our music and listen to us yammer away and you know we really appreciate it I think uh, everyone else has kind of been covered all the amazing musicians and Justin and our parents and everyone who's about to pre-order thank you in advance you are definitely going to enjoy the record uh, this is actually the fourth song on the on the LP but the last song I wanted to pick tonight it's a big beautiful song I love the piano tone on this this is Wild and Wicked Nights what any uh, side stories on this one here probably still one of the first it was in the first round of songs we wrote I think it's my mom's favorite but she might say that about everything <laughs> it's Michael Nipper's favorite too it's got really cool <laughs> cymbals beautiful saxophone yeah I've been enjoying it so thanks for hanging out with us here on Portland Radio Project I am your host Luke Neal and I'm your co-host Jen Emerson have a good night until next time this is Fox and Bones have a good night